Thanks for jumping into another podcast episode brought to you by Bad Tabletop Gaming. Your hosts are Bill, Armin, Andy, and Dan. If you are a new listener, welcome and thank you for your support. If you're a returning listener, welcome back and thank you for your support. Before we kick this new episode, we want to take a moment to thank our sponsors. Tony at Hammerhead Games, who has a variety of MDF and plastic cut gaming essentials from army trays to objectives and much, much more. And Matt at Pop Goes the Monkey, who has a large inventory of top-notch upgrade bits and specialized add-ons for the models in your collection. Links for both pages can be found in the descriptions of our videos. Lastly, if you like what we are doing, please like, share, and subscribe. Also hit us up in the comments, as we love all the feedback you give us to help us improve the channel and podcast. So... Today we're going to do the review on uh, word bears, and we have Bill who's going to be doing them because he's about to start them, and uh, we'll get going with the questions. Okay, so, Andy? so, so, Bill, what, what really attracted you to actually start up like the word bears to play the word bears? What, what just, made you say, yeah, I'm gonna play them? Just. The level of how sinister that legion really is, um, pretty much being like the architect of the heresy and the way that the characters influence the story so much, uh, but that just that level of complete disregard for the human race—they're nothing but cattle to fuel rituals and spells. So <laughs> I, that I do like. So it's kind of neat. And then you got that uh, Erebus who's just <laughs> everybody loves him, right? Yeah, yeah, the biggest biggest butthole. <laughs> Every everybody hates that guy, but you know what? Like he's an <laughs> asshole, but he's he's our asshole, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, straight from Bill's mouth, right? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, second, I guess, question would be, what's your favorite right of war, or even that you're planning to use, or? What do you like? Which red award do you like to use with your board bears? Uh, going in, like, planning-wise, I really wanted to run Last of the Serrated Sun, but it it sounds really cool until you start building your list and looking at these restrictions, and I feel the restrictions really outweigh any of the benefits you get. Um, I'm very much leaning towards uh, the Dark Brethren as kind of like their specific right of war and for fun style games um looking at uh sacrificial offering trying to really i guess uh show the the way that they just you know disregard their allies they don't really care it's just a, a tool to get the job done so like focusing on the dark brethren the nice thing about that right is uh it's very like anti-psyker and the limitations aren't horrible. Like one heavy isn't terrible, but it's just, it's the benefits, right? Like getting um, preferred enemy against all their loyalist space Marines out there with your characters is pretty good, right? Like if you're taking two to three independent characters uh, and they're going to be in the thick of the fighting, it's probably a good idea to get them preferred for free. 
So that's pretty good. Yeah, it's oh, preferred, we've seen how preferred enemy <laughs> operates, right? Like, yeah, just in the past games, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, well, I was just gonna say maybe go over just the gist of like what the serrated sun is and compared to the dark brotherhood. Sure. Brotherhood. So I'll, I'll I'll go through the rest of dark brethren and then I'll tell like show the difference here. Um, so going through, yeah, arch traders allows them to have preferred enemy loyalist space marines. Signs importance. This is the one that's mm -hmm. really weird. I it's I don't think of it as much of a benefit, but you select a unit. It has to be pretty much a troop choice at the start of uh, after your deployment, but before the game starts. And you roll a d6 on a one to three. All opposing units have preferred enemy against that one unit. It's like they messed up big time and they're toast. On a four to six, this one unit gets preferred enemy against all the other units that the opposing player has. Cool, but feels very much like a double-edged sword. Um, from beyond, you're able to take allies in the form of uh, demons. And at the time, it was you could use Codex demons, but I, I think everyone's pretty much universally accepted that you can run demons of the Ruin Storm, as that's now the intended... Uh, Codex for that army, so and there's goodies in oh, there, yeah. right? Like so many. That right came out in the first book. So. Yeah. Yeah. So little, little bit of uh, liberty taken with that, but I, I, I think that would be intended anyway. So, mm -hmm. and then yeah, hell follows with them. All wounds caused by perils of the warp tests by the opposing force uh, gain instant death special rule. So if someone's really trying to. Um, use any uh sanctic powers against you or just powers in general if you if you perils and we know what happens and you're gonna fail that role instant death could really put a damper on your day um, and just getting it for free is really good so um some of the limitations for this one is you have to take a diabolist he's pretty good anyways so I'd, i i would be taking one no matter what so um it's a unique thing but we can touch on that later uh, no more than one heavy support, which is fine. Not being able to take any fortifications or allied space marine legions. That's fine, too. It's not a huge, huge thing. Um, the only allies you can take are demons. So, not bad, anyways. But, you know. Um, the other one, that Serrated Sun. It, it sounds really cool. Um, going through. So, a company of mo monsters, Galvorback, can be taken as troops. Which is great. Super good. All units of Galvorback have access to Legion Drop Pods and Dreadclaws. Which is even better. They're dedicated. Drop Elite. A unit with access to a Rhino Armor Transport uh, may instead take a Legion Drop Pod. Even better. It's just like taking Orbital Assault. But you can, you know, still have some other units. Burning Sun. Enemy units within 12 inches of a landing point from Deep Striking Legion Drop Pods or Dreadclaws must take pinning tests. That is the one part that is unique and cool because you can force a lot of tests if you had a drop mm -hmm. army. And just make them, making guys roll, you could really take a few squads out of commission if they fail, right? Like, doesn't happen often, but when it does, it could be pretty good. Um, the limitations, and these are the ones that kind of break it for me. 
All infantry units in the army must deploy via deep striking drop pod or by teleportation if such an option is available or must be transported inside a flyer. That part kind of sucks. I don't really like all my infantry having to do that because there's some some units that I'd really like to be able to take and have them fill other roles. Uh, kind of forces your hand in that, eh? Well, like, that's just it, right? It's just not the... Yeah, just really like it, it locks you in. If you run a run a drop pod list, like you're everything's dropping, and that's good and bad. It's nice to have some support on the field. Uh, you can't take any mobile units, which that's fine. But there's not many of them out there, and again, you can't have a fortification or allied detachment, which not a big deal. Um, Don't really see it, fortifications that much anymore. Not often, no. Uh, like I said, it's it's not a bad right, but I think the other one is a lot better. I think it's uh, just gives you a little bit more options, better benefits, I guess for sure. It would be the one thing that I would say that you get anyways. So even though the Galvorbach can be troops, they're still not scoring it according to their rules. No, yeah, they aren't. So like, sure they're your troops, but not being able to score is it's kind of a huge like. Double-edged sword. Now, I, I've read some, you know, interesting interpretations online, and they're just like, yeah, but just, you know, drop four or five squads of Galvor back, and you don't need troops, man. Just kill them all. I was like, well, <laughs> sure, but that 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 may not uh, that may not always work, right? Like, it's nice to rely on that scoring unit that you know will score for you. So, yeah, yeah I don't sure like there to. Will be a ma- there'll probably down. be a match like that once, though. Just to oh. Try it out, right? oh, definitely, <laughs> yeah. Right. Definitely, but yeah, as far as Rights of War go, uh, Dark Brethren, for Wordbearer specific, will be one that I'm picking. The other one, for fun, more style games, would be that Sacrificial Offering one, which is a generic one that's, uh, I guess, available to traders only, but still pretty good. So... Yeah, that's the one with the cultists, right? Yeah, well, you, you can you can pretty much um, throw the cannon fodder out front. They don't count. I'll go through it real quick. Uh, circling the trap, all models in the primary detachment gain the outflank special rule. All models, which is really cool because that one I have shown a couple guys like the list that you know you've got uh, outflanking vindicators and stuff and those dropping in machine spirit driving up. Drop tip pipe plates in your uh, zone can be really good. Faith misplaced. The army's allied detachment gains stubborn special rule while it's an own while it is in its own deployment zone. That's good, especially if you're taking you know just some rabble scum to take some shots right while your army's in outflank. And then beneath contempt, the units of the allied detachment never yield victory points for being destroyed. That one I really like because. You're not going to ignore uh, militia or cult like units, especially if there's artillery in the line or any type of mortar, heavy weapons, and they're firing at you. Like you're going to attack them. It's the only thing on the board for first turn, so you know they're going to be the focus for a little bit. And even if they all die, they're they're just serving their purpose. It's just to soak up some shots. Uh, mm-hmm. The the limitations really aren't aren't bad either. Um, your de- allied detachment has to be drawn from militia or the warp cult army list. That's not bad. 
your army must include a fortification. So take that sweet defense line, right? Um, yeah. Comms links or comms relay so you can reroll your uh, reserve rolls. It's nice, especially when you have your whole marine uh, detachment outflanking. And then, yeah, the primary detachment must begin the turn in reserve, which that's kind of the point. Well, you're outflanking, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, you can't have any mobile or slow and purposeful uh, units in your primary detachment. And the army may not include any models that deploy using deep strike rules. So it's, it's and only traders again. So it's kind of that, like, you know, encircling trap where I feel the word bears would pretty much play like that, you know? One thing about this uh, right of war I, I like is, like, if you're out flanking your primary detachment, mm. you're word bearers, right? Yep. And, and you're playing in a mission that, you know, first blood. Well, if, if all your stuff on there right now doesn't count for, like, victory points yeah. for being destroyed, like, does that, would that count against that? Uh, is, it, is it more of like fall for know, never yield victory points for being destroyed I'd first blood is killing an enemy unit right like I, I'd yeah. say it probably would, wouldn't count towards it so kind of mm, negate that uh, right out of the gate first point which could be really good so yeah, yeah that's a good one. Uh, let, let us know what you guys think you know yeah check it out um, yeah I guess Next, uh, next question for Bill would be, what's your favorite Wordberry unit? There are many cool units, and I know everyone's probably you know, Galvor back. Come on, but Galvor, Galvor, yeah. yeah, honestly, the Ashen Circle, I think, is my favorite. Especially um, with that update. Especially yeah. with that update uh, that we ended up getting. The unit went from mediocre to really good uh ashen circle are 145 points now they had their axe rakes upgraded so they're plus one strength ap3 so like strength five axes that are ap3 are just fantastic um with the melee grapple rule so enemies attempting to fall back um enemies they suffer minus one penalty to their fallback distance which even if you don't catch them, at least you're slowing them down to try and, you know, catch them next turn. But it's just being able to take a squad of 10. They've all got hand flamers, some of their rules. Um, you know, if they enter deploying uh, via deep strike, as soon as they drop down any models within six inch, it's pretty much they take that little flame wave, right? When they drop, it's a strength three AP five hit, but still it's just additional rolling just for arriving on board. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. They always get to use their Hammer of Wrath, even if they use their jump packs in the movement phase. So that's pretty sweet. They are strength five for Hammer of Wrath, which is nice. It's just, yeah. Um, they got some good abilities there. Yeah. The only downside with that squad is like they can't be joined by friendly independent characters. But at the same time, starting out at 145 points, like 10-man squad for 245 is going to tear it up especially in uh, Zone Mortalis orientated games. So. Mm -hmm. yeah, weapon skill 5. Yeah, yeah weapon skill 5 yeah. base is pretty sweet. And you also can take 3 phosphic bombs as well. Right? Yeah. 
that's it's different as well. Yeah. They're basically like the stars. They are. I think they that's are basically their role, right? Yeah, it's it's basically uh, destroyers without rad, but I don't know those <laughs> strength five AB three axes. I think are going to do the work. So <laughs> the the models themselves actually look pretty nice too. Yeah, yeah, and they they do come um, stock with hardened armor, which is always a bonus. So. Okay, Bill, here, here we go. What is your favorite fluff for the word bears? I would say the book or the fluff part that kind of got its hooks into me was uh, First Heretic. That book's pretty <laughs> legit. Um, when I first was listening to the audio and they're talking about the uh, Abyss... I I was not a fan of word bears. I was like, wow, this book can't end soon enough. This guy's rolling his R's, and you know what? I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> I don't like it. So um, when I got to the first Heretic, it was uh, very cool, very refreshing, and really just like gives you a bird's eye view of like this is what's happening in the Legion right now uh, from being sanctioned. Spoilers, okay. Uh, from being sanctioned to having custodies overseeing them and watching them, and then uh, taking the pilgrimage and stuff. It's like that book is nonstop. It's just got such crazy stuff in it that I was like, oh wow, like word bears are actually pretty badass, you know. Hmm. Uh, especially when they're starting to talk about the Galvor back, right? When like the first Galvor back, it's it's intense, like. Just, uh, I guess, the transformation and everything, right? And let's not forget, like, they're dropping Argyll Tall yeah. in that book, which he's awesome. And, yeah, he's just, you know, it's a great, it's a great group of characters that they go through and uh, focus on in that book, for sure. Almost I... each, of their, each of their characters are, are very, like, they're all very kind of sinister, right? No. Mm-hmm. And even 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 um, the Furious Abyss, um, yeah, you know Zadkiel and and all the characters on there too is very. Uh, they almost they almost seem like they're pitted against each other. Right? There's such underhanded things inside that <laughs> Legion, right? Like, you know, it's just it's it's good. Like they're all watching, you know, the one uh, lead apostle or whatever ranking character at the time and they're all just like yes we just want to see if you screw up so we know what <laughs> yeah. not to do yeah. okay right like they just love to see each other fail i guess because then they get that chance to ascend so it's it's pretty good and then obviously as the books continue battle for like battle for kelth and no no fear pff, man those books just amp it up you know like once, everywhere. They, they are and once this army gets fully fleshed out and they're ready to go i'm coming for you yeah he's, he's pointing right at pointing me. right at him if you, for the, the ones the that are listening ring. on audio yeah yeah <laughs> me and me and bill are gonna have some pretty good grudge matches um oh yeah and it's it's good because like in our community really there's two we did have one person who did play word bears a while back um james there but 
we never really got to play against them when he had the army. Uh, but we got Bill and uh, also Jared who's doing Word Bears as well. So it's it's gonna be nice to have them being playing those that Legion in the in the uh, community and get rolling yeah. on that and have some good grudge matches and. Oh, for sure. And if you're listening, you Jared. Yeah, if you're listening, Jared, we will get you games with Andy set up so you can you bring the word, all right, <laughs> to the non-believer. I I would say if if you were to start, if you want to start word bearers or or even interested in them, and you only want to listen to one book, I think First Heretic would be the book oh, to listen to. Hundred percent. Because it basically goes from them being the best, you know, the goodest guys in the galaxy. To being the evilest guys in the galaxy, and yeah. it kind of shows their transformation. Talks about when they switch over from the gray to the red armor, and like yeah. all that stuff. So I think, like, if you were to read that one book, you know, like Thousand Suns is that one book that changes everybody to play Thousand Suns. I think First Heretic is that book, right? Yeah. Like, because even after I was reading it, I'm like, hmm, I got a bunch of models sitting in the closet. I could probably paint them red, and yeah, you know, but. <laughs> Yes. Getting, getting tempted by the word, eh? Yeah, exactly. The word of Erebus. Or, sorry, the word, the word of Logar. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that that's... I, I totally agree with Dan. That book is top-notch, especially if you're looking for a good, rich, like, spectrum of the lore. It's that's awesome. The tipping point, yeah. right? Like, Monarchia. Oh. Just, <laughs> it starts everything, right? So you're like, oh, God. They talk about it a lot, so yeah. <laughs> got, I gotta ask Bill. So when you do up your logar, yeah, are are you going to silver armor or are you going with the red armor? I've been kind of playing around with how I want to paint him. I do want to paint him with red uh, primarily. I'd like to break it up a little bit with maybe almost like a dark gray black to kind of make him look a little bit um, different. Um, I'm trying to go stay true to the fluff. Like, I want to keep the scar that Korax gave him on his divan. I want to keep... Because he, he ends up keeping it like, as a reminder. So there's little things that I want to keep in that list. Um, even, like, when I go to paint Erebus, like, I might end up painting him with his face cut off. <laughs> right? And just make it look fleshy and all scabbed out and weird, right? Like, yeah. He's still there, right? He's still alive. Are you going to go for the dirty look for Logar? Because I've seen Logar with, like, the dirty... Because he starts wiping that dust on his face, mm. right? After he, that planet gets blown up. So, I don't know. It, it's, it, it depends. I, I've I've kind of been thinking of how I wanted to paint his face. I, I don't know if I want to do it dirty or if I want to try and actually freehand some of those sigils, like, tattoos on his face. Um, it's, it's kind of going to be the crapshoot. I think when I start, I'll just kind of start rolling with it. I'll, I'll practice on some, you know, fleshy, like orc arms or something to try and get the free handing down, but yeah. we'll see. I just, yeah, I want them to look interesting. Right. So there will be a little bit of, uh, little, well, I know, uh, I know glow effects here and there too. So I, I know you've experimented with the, uh, the red armor on that, uh, 140k model of yours there. Yeah chaos and it, it looks looks really really good so i can't wait to see see what you do with that It'll be uh, pretty wicked yeah it's not really the uh it's what i don't want to do is the metallic look that's kind of out there it, it looks cool 
Um, I really, I'm a fan of like the matte colors, um, especially with reds. You can really mm. play around. It's a very rich color. So you can, the way I'm trying to do it is fade from like a black burnt umper up to uh, pretty much like a wild rider red or speed freaks red kind of look, but have that um, nice airbrush effect to get all my highlights in and then wash it all uh, the Drucci violet to really nice. kind of like bring that purpley red out. And it, it does look really cool in that, uh, that Lord discordance. So definitely aiming for that. So you'll see pictures in, in the near future for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like As we whatnot, definitely. <laughs> so nice. So do we uh, want to go through, I guess the Legion then for some rules yeah. and whatnot or yeah, we could do. Uh, Might as well do that. A little bit of a breakdown here. Yeah. Um. Word bearers themselves, they have some pretty decent, just standard rules for their uh, legion rules. Um, true believers. All units with legion astartes word bearers uh, special rule gain three d six for all morale checks and must pick the two lowest dice. It's really good. Like, as just your generic trait, it's pretty good um when you start combining uh characters in these squads and you're getting the benefit from leadership uh if you're you're taking lorgar or any you know uh big hqs like that it 3d6 pick the two lowest you're usually going to be holding strong i would say mm-hmm. so um, yeah dodge so good <laughs> um Cut them down. All units with Legion of Stardust word bearers must always make sweeping advances when possible, and you must re-roll sweeping advance rolls of one. Why wouldn't you want to? Like, I, I don't, yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't want to sweep, right? Like, if I can sweep that squad for sure, I'm going to do it. So, well, you have, you have that, and then like he, um, uh, what's the squad you just talked about? Ash and Circle. Ash and Circle, right? Yeah. With the rakes. Slow some squads up and... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. And then uh, their other uh, trait is the Charismatic Leadership. Any primary detachment force chosen from the Word Bearers Legion must take a second compulsory HQ choice uh, or a second choice is allowed. And this choice has to be either a Centurion or a Chaplain. Nothing new there, uh, especially as a Space Wolves player extra HQ, it's like, yeah, okay, I'm used to that anyways, so... And it's a chaplain, which is even cooler. Mm-hmm. I'm alright with that, so... They definitely have, uh... Some good combinations, like, little combos you can do, especially with squad and list building, that having a chaplain that you must take is, it's pretty good, so... There's a bunch of characters that can fill a bunch of those roles, too, right? So, no. we can get to them later. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, that pretty much uh, rounds out like your actual Legion traits. Uh, the nice thing about Word Bearers is they do unlock another console type, which is the Diabolist. Yep. For 35 points, it's basically a guy who has become completely ingrained in like the unholy magics and sacrificial offerings and everything else. He's like the pre-master of possession, basically. Um, 
the Diabolist games, the Demon Special Rule, and Preferred Enemy Loyalists. Again, awesome. And uh, it's added to all their close combat attacks in addition to any other weapon effects. Uh, they may not be equipped with a bike, jet bike, terminator armor, power fist, or thunder hammer. Not getting the power fist kind of hurts because, you know, it's always cool just to walk up to a guy and just eat fist, right? Like, pff, whatever, but that's all right. Uh, and then the Diabolist is present in Wordsbearer's Force. Then the Force also gains access to the dark channeling option. Pretty cool, especially fluff-wise, right? Um... Dark channeling is 25 points for squ per squad as, a, as an upgrade you can buy. And it's only available to Legion Tactical Squads, Veteran Tactical Squads, Legion Breacher Squads, Terminator Squads, Assault Squads. Um, as long as the primary detachment contains at least one Diabolist. The result is, at the beginning of the game, you roll a d6 for everybody. Um, it's almost like you're getting uh, Black Rage. Right? With Blood Angels, except cooler. So on a 1 to 3, you get Zealot Special Rule. On a 4 to 5, you gain plus 1 Strength, which, let's be real, that's that's the one that you really want. And then on a 6, you gain the Demon Special Rule, which is cool, but you count as destroyed. And you don't really score anymore, which could kind of suck. So always go for that plus 1 Strength if you have, you know, a chance to just whisper, like, 4 or 5, come on. When you make that dice roll, because uh, <laughs> you really want it to be Stack plus one strength. There. Yeah. yeah, come on now. You so, gotta roll it on an eight-pointed star. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's right. Well, I mean, I think with that rule, you, you're looking for it for terminators and assault marines. I think is where you, where yeah. you get your biggest bang for your buck because you want that strength five terminator with a power fist swinging t strength ten, right? Oh yeah. That's why Bill was saying that. It's pretty good. It it, it is a nice um, a nice bonus to have. Like even um, Zlot is a pretty good bonus as well. Uh, it's just yeah, that oh. plus one strength is insane. So um, nice thing about Ward Bearers also is Burning Lore. It's another type of an upgrade. Uh, it's a thirty point upgrade. You can take it for uh, Praetor, Diabolus, a Centurion, or a Chaplain, which if you're taking them, take, I really like the fluff aspect, right? If you have the option to take these upgrades, the channeling and the burning lore, like take them, it makes that army really, really cool. There's a lot of flavor in there. What the burning lore does is it's basically warp tainted incantations. Maybe they have an octet, you know, carved on their face somewhere. Anyways, they turn into a level one psyker and they get access to biomancy, telepathy. So out of the two, I think biomancy is better uh, just because, you know, if you can get endurance or something to really pump your character up, it could be really good. And yeah, for 30 points, it's nice. You're generating power dice, um, especially if you can use some of them to help Lorgar, right? What we can touch on his powers later. It's it's really cool. Um, they also unlock a special piece of war gear, which is a tainted weapon. And I'm all about the tainted weapon. It's on paper, it looks like crap. It's strength as user, no AP. It's a melee specialist weapon, but it does have instant death. 
and being able to combo that up. So you can pretty much take it as an upgrade for a, if you can take a power weapon, you can take a tainted weapon instead um, at the same cost, which still not bad, especially when you're taking it on characters that can have two weapons, like a two specialist weapons to really, you know, boost your attacks. That tainted weapon is legit. And we've seen it happen. You know, if you're feeling that two plus armor save on a Praetor or Ulgrins or anything like that, right? And you're just stabbing these dudes. It's really, really cool. Uh, especially the modeling aspect of being able to really make, like, you know, baby anathame knives. I was using pretty much uh, the Plague Bear swords. Because they're all kind of like chip. They almost looked like obsidian, and then the point was to paint them like obsidian, black with either a dark to a light blue highlighting, or like a purple or green even to make them look like you know like sinister like jet black little knife that's gonna cut they're, you. They're, and they're corrupt. Yeah, you don't want to get cut by that. So be bad. So yeah, it's it's a cool way to uh, to really flush out instant death in your squads, right? Like, and lowly sergeants can take them. If you can take that power sword, man, power weapon, you can rock these as well. And, yeah, I'd always go for the tainted weapon just for the chance. You know, oh, my uh, tactical sergeant killed your Praetor, bro? Ooh, you know, it's like... Yeah, I never even thought about that. Well, yeah. Could be cool, right? Like, chances are if you're fighting a Praetor, you're gonna die. Like, let's be real. But, hey, mm -hmm. sometimes the gods are kind and sometimes you... <laughs> sometimes you'll make it in there, so... We'll see. But as far as, yeah, like your your overview of what the word bearers offer, that's pretty much like the, the special stuff, um, minus the characters and units and whatnot. But yeah, a lot of flavor that can be used for pretty much anything, um, especially if you're a fan of the books. Like, that's what drew me. So everything I can add to make these guys more sinister, the... The dirtier, the darker, I, I'm all for it. Especially um, playing around with some blood splatters on my uh, Dark Apostle. I'm going to probably have a few of those. Maybe some cut-up militia guys on some bases. Dead Ultramarine dudes, you know. So that one was for you, Darren, if you're listening. A <laughs> um, neat thing, too, is, and we've seen it obviously on the net and whatnot as well, but uh, a lot of guys um, really showing the word bearers actually already transitioning to the powers of chaos, right? You yeah. start seeing some horns, you start seeing some, uh, you know, transfigured characters and stuff like that, or tainted characters, and even the armor, some guys yeah. will start using some of the more chaos armor that, like in 40k, right? Not yeah. completely, but you start seeing it mixed in, and there's it's the one lots of nice options. Yeah, it's the one legion I think you can get away with really mix and matching um, the old chaos marines, even the new chaos marines, like shoulder pads, certain heads. So it's kind of start to see that that shift. Um, I, I've seen lots of uh, pictures of word bearers in the new style uh, chaos marine models. And they look gorgeous, right? With Forge World upgrades and whatnot, too. So it's... Sky's the limit with that kind of stuff. Especially if you can make a unique force that's in their transitioning. Like, I primarily, I'm primarily trying to go with a, 
post Istavan, Kelth kind of, you know, dirty dog army and really just, yeah, focus on those grudge matches against the 13th and do what I can to show them the light. <laughs> It'll be fun. Oh, yeah. It'll be fun. Don't worry, Darren. We'll, we'll score some wins for you as well. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. So we got. Uh, so we already went through the uh, the one trait or the right of war. Yeah, we went through the rights. Uh, I guess we could do some uh, units. Okay. Crank through some units for them because um, characters are right at the end. Uh, the Marl Gall tainted dreadnought. It's disgusting. It's uh, super good, really. It's it's expensive as hell, but it's super good, super good. Um, like the one page in the book, it's one page is just text of all its rules. Like yeah. it's just it's it's insane. Uh, it's a standard, it's a standard contemptor dreadnought. Weapon skill six, BS three, strength seven, which is you know pretty standard. Thirteen, twelve, eleven, initiative five, three attacks. Four hull points. Yeah. Uh, it is 305 points base. A little bit expensive, but for once I start reading off what this thing can do, <laughs> I think you'll be like, oh, wow, yeah. And now, yeah, you know. Lots of stuff. So, what you get with this is you have a dreadnought that has fleet, it has the demon special rule, it has it will not die, and it's got a few special. Um, things adamantium will the earth recoils the shroud of dark fire and the cursed now i'll go through what some of those specific rules are uh the earth recoils which is really good so the dre the dreadnought itself ignores completely the effects of difficult terrain and or dangerous terrain and passes through obstacles up to one inch across without penalty or need for uh, pretty much you, you can roll through, you take no penalty for moving, you can float through walls essentially, or doors on zone, because now zone walls technically are bigger, but doors are still less than an inch, yeah. so you can float right through with no penalty at all, which super good. Um, I think even most terrain kits I don't think are an inch either, so most of the terrain you can just pass through as well. Um, Looks like it's ethereal, right? Yeah, it's basically ethereal. It can't end inside an obstacle. There has to be room for you to actually move through. You can't like be on top of the train after, but still, it's you can plan that out and make it pretty sweet. The Shroud of Dark Fire is pretty good as well. Um, any heat, fire, or plasma-based weapons, and they'll be identified. They have a, like a huge list. These weapons are identified by fire, Volkite, fusion, flamer, plasma, or melta in their description. So that covers pretty much everything that's special. Has its attacks reduced by one strength when striking at the Marl Gull. That's super huge. Super huge. Any model assaulting the Gull with the toughness value of less than 7 or a facing an armor facing value that is less than 13 suffers a minus one modifier to hit in close combat. So unless you're, what is it? Vulcan T7 and Mortarian. 
Or is it just Mortarion? I think Balkan, Ferris, and uh, yeah, Mortarion. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. unless you're those guys, right? Everyone else, like Primarchs aside as well, it's minus one for you to hit. Which, that's awesome. There's not much that's going to... Does it really explain what it is? Or do you think it's just like his psychic presence that's just pushing people to the ground? Or it, So it says that it is wreathed in a coal black fire um, as it was released from the depths of the Empyrean. So it's basically like warp fire all over it all the time. Oh, and it's okay. like they like they have a little description, right? Like its armor is running like molten wax, and there's bone and flesh, and it's all kind of oozing together. It's this organic thing, but it's on fire, and it pretty much sounds like you know Hellraiser nightmare <laughs> on fire, yeah. right? Like so, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, if the uh, Maragall suffers an explode result instead of the usual procedure, instead replace the model with the massive seven-inch marker. All models, and if, if you've ever fired that seven-inch blast, man, you know it's legit. So, <laughs> all models touched by the template suffer a strength six AP five hit with the Soul Blaze special rule, whose effects are determined as per a barrage attack. So, like in combat, that thing is scary, like hands down for sure. Being yeah. weapon skill six, most things are are still gonna have to like primarks and whatnot. We'll hit it on force. Which is pretty sweet. And well minus too, right? Yeah. Like well mostly on fours, I guess. Like anything yeah. worse, it, it gets even worse. Um the last uh special rule there, the accursed, it is also really good. So fear tests against the Marigal are taken at a minus two penalty. So a little Night Lord action in there for you. Almost almost better than Night Lords, I'd say. Can never count as a scoring unit, which, eh, whatever, that's fine. Regardless of the mission being played. And it does still count as a denial unit, which is nice. All models with the demon and or psyker special rule are subject, uh, which are subject to blessing type psychic powers within six inches. At the end of the turn, suffer an automatic strength 5 AP2 ignores cover hit. So this is the unit that you don't run besides your army. Uh, you run it towards the enemy as quickly as possible because you really don't want to be taking any of that, especially if you're, you know, with, uh, like we talked about, burning lore, running biomancy, you're trying to get some blessings off, you know, that this bastard's just going to wreck that. So let's kick him out of here. You can float through a wall and be gone, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, it... And that's the nice thing is, yeah, it doesn't matter if you're friend or foe, this thing will actually affect you. So you are fighting a Psyker-heavy army. It, it could be really devastating. Um, we'll get into some of the rules, I guess, for, like, its its weapons. has a tainted power claw with an inbuilt cursed bolt spitter and a warp fire plasma cannon. Both are really good items. Uh, they're very, very cool. Tainted power claw, strength 10, AP 2, melee... And it has Ghost Razor special rule. So the Ghost Razor special rule. Successful and vulnerable saves made against wounds caused by this weapon must be re-rolled. That's pretty big too. This thing can effectively walk through Storm Shield Terminators, really. As long as you're making them re-roll, like it, it, it does happen. You do fail. So mm -hmm. on your 
you're going to be insta-killing insta yeah. uh, example salamanders well fi yeah fire drakes, fire, fire custodies drake. like there's there's some things this thing can actually hurt really bad um, that cursed bolt spitter it, it's a bolter 24 inches strength 4 AP 5 but it does have blind which is dad's favorite okay right it's, it's okay it's not great but blind is still nice you know especially if you get that weapon skill 1 Mm -hmm. um, that warp fire plasma cannon. This is an interesting weapon, and it's really cool. 36 inches, strength 8, AP 2. Heavy 1, blast 3 inch. Does not get hot. And it has this rule called Howling Death. Any unit suffering at least one casualty from this weapon must take morale test, as if they have lost 25% of their uh, number at a minus 1 leadership. That is also pretty good. Like, this unit alone can perform quite well. You are you are able to change out um, the power claw for a multi melta, an auto cannon, a las cannon, or another warp fire plasma cannon. So it, you can run with two. I think at first I was considering the two close combat weapons, but after talking with Dan, one of each I think is better just for utility because mm -hmm. you know the extra attack is cool and all, but. I think that shooting attack is worth it, especially at the strength eight AP two. It's it's pretty good. So, well, like if you if you think about it for like zona mortalis or something, that, yeah. that's where I think it it'll excel. Yeah, it's got walls and it can just go through doors and stuff. But having that plasma cannon hit a model, kill one model, all it has to kill one model. If they fail that morale, yeah, then they can do like a daisy chain. Where if you guys don't know in zona mortalis, if you play with the special rules. Anyone that fails a morale, any models within, I think it's like six or something, has to take a morale check kind of thing because they're getting scared. But yeah. you can cause like daisy chains of people. Mass route. Stuff like that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I did fight that. I did fight the, the, the Dreadnought there uh, in Zone Metallus. And yeah, as it's floating through the doors coming at me, and then I actually killed it pr quite quickly, but it exploded. Like literally exploded in my face <laughs> and like wiped out a, a few things, right? And it's like holy, but it was mm -hmm. definitely a scary unit to to face. Definitely wreck wreck something. Oh life. yeah, for sure. Uh, moving on to another elite unit is the Galvorback Dark Brethren. The uh -huh. five man squad comes out as a cool two hundred points. They're pretty good. Like, they are good. Base weapon skill 5, strength 5, toughness 5, 2 wounds, initiative 5 on all your regular guys. If you're taking that Dark Martyr, which is like your sergeant upgrade, you got 3 wounds uh, with 3 attacks. It's pretty good. 3 plus regular power armor, but they got that 5 plus demon save. Your generic rules, you have demon, stubborn, bulky, rage, rending, which... Very nice. Uh, deep Strike and Damned. So Damned is basically just saying that they never count as scoring no matter what. So it is what it is with that. One of the interesting things is having that access to Strength 5 base. As you can see, there's like a little growing trend here is your Dark Martyr can actually take a Power Fist. So now you've got Strength 10 Power Fist in these very hard to chew through squads. Uh, especially if you're supporting them with characters, mm -hmm. it can be it can be really good. Uh, 
the squad itself like is is going to be hard to fight uh, if you are taking the way I'm running them like really wanting to either throw them in a pod or have them outflank it's about target saturation when you're using a bunch right like I think two or three squads at the most would be more than enough I keep them five man squads right make them make them 215 with the fist you can even throw artificer armor on your sarge too so 225 and I wouldn't want to invest more points than that with rending you will probably take and deal a lot of damage to most terminator squads like it's your equivalent I'd say um yeah, they're just they're really good. Well, they're they're initiative five, right? Initiative five, yeah. Which yeah, so that's they're huge. going before everyone with rending, and yeah. that rending even applies to that power fist. It might not seem like a lot, but when you're trying to you know hit a raider, sometimes power fist can't do it. But if you get that six, and then you get you know yeah you know more strength on top, it's it's going to help. Yeah, definitely. Like strength ten like, base is gonna be great, right? It's just, it's just great. Yeah, that squad mm -hmm. is pretty good. And, and like they have base two attacks. Yeah. And then they charge with rage. Yeah, like, with rage, so you're getting four. And they Plus have the combat pistol and chain and chainsword. Sword. Yeah, so five attacks mm -hmm. for your regulars. With the rending. Yeah, with rending, That's which is crazy, and good. like. Some of the combos, like, we'll, we'll we'll get into it, right? But, you know, let's let's just look at, uh, well, I don't know. There's so many good ones, right? Like, different, uh, I have a couple of my cards out just for psychic powers of what would be really good for them. Like, Precognition makes that squad insane. Reroll to hit, reroll to wound. In addition, reroll failed saving oh, throws. That's only for one. That's only for the psyker. For the psych. Well, okay. So it's not quite the same blessing then as I thought. Oh yeah, I know you're totally right. It's the psyker itself. About, you want that's, prescience. Prescience, yes, that's the one. Yeah. So it, it's yeah for the extra rerolls, it could be really good. Um, just makes that that squad super super hard to deal with. Mm -hmm. So. And running, yeah, two of them with yeah. characters is even more terrifying. Did you give the Dark Martyr, uh, Martyr their, uh, the Artie armor? Yeah, I, I think he'd be worth taking the Artie armor just to be able to tank AP3, which yeah, I'll be pretty confident in saying as much AP2 or 3 as a guy has, he'll probably throw it at this squad to try and, you know, kill it as fast as he can because... You don't really want uh, Galvor back running around in your line. Yeah. Any which yeah, way. They have, so. they have a five plus involm, right? So. Yeah, which not super, super good. But again, you can amp it up with psychic powers and do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. We did talk about the Ashen Circle. Again, awesome. They're my favorite unit. So... Um, Leading into the characters, uh, we can kick off with uh, the everyone's favorite asshole. So, <laughs> High Chaplain Erebus, yeah, man. Erebus the is just of the War Master. Just a beast. His rules are really cool, um, especially from like a uh, if you're running a um, character progression campaign style. Um, 
ongoing like game or you know campaign story arc based deal is uh at first his stats don't seem like super crazy he's pretty much praetor level um weapon skill five nice thing about him is yeah three wounds does have the five initiative two plus armor it's decent he does come stock with a iron halo and the mastercrafted power mall but his his special rules like i swear this guy is more than uh, primarchs get it's obscene so he has zealot he has burning war for free still master of the legion warlord nah, i if he's a warlord, he gets intimidating presence, which, man, whatever. Not a big deal. Uh, marked by Dark Fates. Pretty decent. Shown campaigns where character casualties and injuries between a battle is a factor. Uh, you can always reroll the result, which still, it's to the fluff, right? You, every time you think that bastard's going to get his, and just slips away. Just slippery, man. Slippery. Um, Harbinger of Chaos. So if he's your warlord, its units may benefit from the dark channeling. So you get to buy it for your army. And you may also take your uh, contingent of allied demons, which is nice. He has adamantium will. So um, the nice thing about this character is he does count as both a diabolist and a chaplain. So he's like your one-stop shop. If you are running special characters, you can spend just 195 on them. He covers both of your, you know, comp choices, and you have more points to play around with, and pretty much spend whatever you want them on. So, yeah, if you're taking like the Dark Brotherhood, then he's the one to take, right? Because yeah. he he takes your second choice chaplain and your Diabolus, so you don't need three characters. No, no, he's yeah, he's very good that way, like utility wise for the army to save you points. So. Yeah, um, the next HQ, not my favorite guy, you know, okay, the Dark Cardinal here, Corferon. He has some cool stuff, like, in the story, yeah, the claws and everything, right? Like, he's got a cool story, um, he does have Lorgar's ear for quite a long time, uh, being, you know, his, like, adopted dad and whatnot, but, uh, he's just in game like on paper he's just terrible <laughs> he's so bad yeah so <laughs> weapon skill ballistic skill strength four he's only got toughness three and that's what you get when you're not transhuman okay <laughs> you're just scum you're just a guardsman in terminator armor <laughs> um nice thing about him is yeah okay you get four wounds which is cool you are only initiative three again guardsman right <laughs> two attacks base like get well, out he's of a here. terminator he is but he's just a that crap version because yeah yeah it's just yeah um so he yeah he does have 10 leadership his two plus armor so he has the terminus consularis which is basically terminator armor there's a big long huge blurb but the gist is, he has Terminate Armor that gives him a 6 plus Feel No Pain. And in this day and age of heresy, Strength 6 is pretty much everywhere. So yeah. he's going to die. You're not going to get No Feel No Pain. Uh, they're going to be like instant death for him. Auto Cannon, 
one auto cannon hit is gonna take that sucker out. So you know what? Like, lay down and die. Get out of here. Like, more, more likely he'll get hit with a plasma gun. But... Yeah. Well, even yeah, even worse, right? Plasma gun. It's just. Never mind your two plus armor. It's it's not the way. His armor does count as cataphracty um cataphracty pattern, so he does have a four plus invulnerable. But uh, still, we know those don't always work. Yeah. Um, pair of lightning claws. He's a digi flamer. A one use only. Yeah, a little <laughs> hand flamer. He's just be gone. Uh, it's, is it okay? Ah. Uh, no, it's it's kind of crap, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, some people might like him because in the fluff he sounds cool. Uh, it's just, yeah, he's not my favorite character for sure. Um, independent character, Legion of Stardis rule. He does get Burning Lore, Master of the Legion, and Harbinger of Chaos. He has Jealous Command, so if you're not running Lorgar, he has to be your Warlord. I'm just never gonna take him. No, you'll never be warlord. It's it doesn't matter, right? Like it really doesn't matter. So, so you're, um, you're really you're looking for endurance. Yeah. On him, right? Just to make him a better toughness. Yeah. That's his that's his biggest weakness is being toughness three. Yeah, T three is really it's not good. Ask any guard player. No. It's just not the I mean, way, man. It, not the it's way. Even like even with like Erebus as close combat weapons just a power mall, right? And then yeah. Corferon is a pair of lightning claws. Yeah, it's not great. Um, if he's your warlord, he does get the dark oratory, oratory trait, and basically it gives plus one bonus leadership to all your primary detachment units. Cool, but is it worth it for 155 points on a glorified guardsman? No. no, no, it is not. But that's okay. If you like him, you like him. That's cool. He does count as a, a diabolist, which still is nice. Um, but yeah, I, I think for forty points more, take Erebus. He's he's better. Um, a character I haven't looked a lot at, and I'll I'll go into a little bit of reasons why is uh so Zardu Laic, he's the Crimson Apostle, he's cool, like, in the fluff so far that I've read or heard about, like, Siege of Terra-wise and whatnot, he's really neat. Um, he's 175 points, weapon skill, BS of 5, he's strength 4, he does have toughness 5, which is nice. Only 2 wounds. Okay, but still 3 would have been nicer. He does have initiative 5, 2 attacks base again, so... No better than Corfair on man. Um, He's a support character. He is. He he has a role, and I'm I'm getting to it. He does have a whack of Legion rules as well. Um, his options he can have, you know, uh, Blade Slaves instead of the conventional Command Squad. I'll get into those guys in a second here. The war gear he has. He pretty much has a. Four staff. I'm not even gonna attempt to try and predict or pronounce this <laughs> name. Uh, it's it's just horrible. I'll try it just because if you guys want to laugh, the Azurda Charis. Oh, okay, a bolt pistol, panoply of flame, uh, artificer armor, crack and frag. So that uh, wicked four staff is basically 
Strength plus 2 AP 4, melee force 2-handed. It's nothing super crazy. It, it does allow him to reroll a single failed uh, test to manifest a psychic power once per game. Okay, that's cool. It's got kind of a neat uh, upgrade. The uh, Panoply of Flame. He basically doubles up. He's a... Pretty much like a battle standard with this. Uh, all models with the Word Bearers Legion of Stardis rule within 12 get plus one modifier to their score for deciding uh, their combat results uh, when determining victory and results, and plus one to sweeping advance rolls. Good. It makes your army good, definitely. Um, in lieu of making one of his uh, normal shooting attacks, it can be used as a heavy flamer once per game. A lot of kind of once per game little things in here, but. That's okay. It's still, I think, yes, as a support character, he will do a lot, especially if you're going for trying to really just drown him out in attacks. And uh, comboed up with, like, uh, Galvorback would be good. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, what else does he have here? So, yeah, he's Master of the Legion, independent character. He has the Demon Special Rule, Binder of Souls, Binder of Souls is basically counts as a Diabolist. And in addition, any army containing Zardu can benefit from Dark Channeling with a plus one modifier. Cool, but you're just that much more likely to roll a five and make him make them demons, right? Like it is cool, but yeah, I just the chance of making them demons is it's good, but one it's not better. as good as that plus yeah. one strength. Uh, if it's your warlord, then your allied detachment can be chosen from demons as well, which a lot of like synergy between them and the demons. You can do a lot of fun stuff. Um, he does have the Zealot special rule. He's a level two psyker, so he can have pyromancy, malefic demonology, which is nice. Uh, if he's your warlord, he gets to bring a fire uh, warlord trait instead of rolling randomly. Reign of Fire basically allows um, Ashen Circle to be taken as troops for the army's primary detachment instead of fast attack choices. They yeah, become I, scoring. In addition, they can I, have dark channeling as well. I don't know why you wouldn't like him. He, he's literally three characters in one. He's a librarian, he's a chaplain, and he's a herald. Plus, he lets your favorite unit become troops. I know, but he's 175 points. He's a lot of points, man. Well, don't take Erebus then. He's, he's literally just, <laughs> you don't take Erebus. Yeah, but. I don't know. I like him. Because if you run him with the Gorbel back. He's good, but. His psychic powers, he works with demonology. He does. So and there's a lot of shenanigans with demonology you can, you can play with. Um, the only thing that kind of holds me back is, yeah, if I take him, I still have to take that chaplain. Uh, right? Like. It, it really depends, I guess, on how many points you want to invest in HQs. Um, yeah. I'm I'm cheap. I like to kind of, you know, skid by with what I can. Uh, this is coming from the guy who I don't buy dozer blades for my rhinos. Okay, <laughs> so like I'm talking cheap. Five points? <laughs> no way. I'll save that for something else. So, yeah, it, he is a good character. Like definitely support orientated. Um, I just yeah, I haven't really looked at him too much. Those blade slaves, they sound really cool, but for a hundred points, no. I 
the blade slaves basically he can't join any other squads with the blade slaves he they just walk around as a crew of three mm-hmm. which okay like in the fluff that's what they do but i don't know i don't think they're worth it they are 100 points for two of them weapon skill five ballistic skill four strength six awesome t5 is awesome three wounds initiative five three attacks base leadership eight and they're in power armor uh it's great. They have plasma pistol, and they have this uh, anacatus blade, which is basically strength user AP three. But they have severing cut, and it is a specialist weapon. So any wound rolls of a five or six, the attacks weapon are treated as AP two. In addition, each unsaved wound counts as two wounds. Now I know that's like, wow, that's amazing. Why don't you take it? Well, because these guys are still just rolling around on foot, unless you were going to pay for them to go in their own special little pod or tank. And I don't see the the reason to do that. Um, they are demon. They get rage. They have it will not die. They have mindless killer special rule. So if it's this is almost like a program behavior uh, rule. If Zardu gets killed, or as you move from play, they pretty much devolve into mindless killers. So unless they're in combat, they have to move towards the nearest infantry or monstrous creature type, friend or foe, and charge it. And it's just like, oh, okay. So I, because Zardu's not the strongest, he's only got two wounds, I wouldn't take him with these guys. I would take him with just Marines or something, so you can, you know, join squads. Or don't take him with anybody and just join a squad. But yeah, um, they also have bulky it is what it is, but yeah, the, like if you want to rock the fluff hard, yeah, take him. I just I, I don't see the use because it, it kind of puts Zardu Lada in a weird spot where he can't join any squads. So, and I think Maybe he needs to be zone. in a big blob. Maybe for zone. Yeah, for zone it might be fun. Zone, it, yeah. it could be. Yeah. But um, like, it's still only two models, right? Like two guys. Yeah. And then Zardu. Yeah. But. Now, like from walling point, sure you can buy them because you can always have them as your uh, like sergeants. You can customize them and make them your uh, martyrs. Sergeants for your yeah your uh, Galvorback, your dark martyrs. So that's a, a way to use them anyways because they are beautiful. The models are nice. I will I will say that about them. So um, one of the uh, last remaining uh, HQs, and he's actually. One that I really like, his his special rules aren't amazing, but they're they're pretty good, is uh, Hall Beloth. So he's 165 points. He's really um, portrayed hard, like in the Kelth area. That's where that's where he does his jam. Uh, he is a Praetor level character, which is nice. Weapon skill six, BS five, strength toughness of four. He has three wounds, initiative five. He does have four base attacks, which is nice. Leadership 10, 2 plus armor. So he has a mastercrafted power fist, tainted weapon, right? So he's getting the little add-on. He's got a plasma pistol, iron halo, which is always good. And yeah, his artificer armor. He has a bunch of special rules. Uh, Master of the Legion, which is always good. Like a lot of their characters have special uh, Master of the Legion, which is nice. Independent character, hexaglyphic ward. Uh... This is a cool rule, and I really think it's like a little flavor fluff item. So it's basically, Hull Belloth can ignore the first wound suffered as a result of a failed save in the game. 
even if that wound would normally uh, cause instant death. Pretty neat. It's like, don't get me wrong, it's not game breaking, but if you want to tank a last cannon with them, you're like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's okay. Don't worry about it, right? You're like, oh shit, cool. It's kind of cool. The second one might get you, but whatever. Look out, sir. Um, it's just, yeah, it, it's a cool, nice little, nice little dealy. It's basically fluff wise. He has an octet, um, carved into his forehead and it saves him. So, um, what else? He's got the exhortation of battle. This is where I really start to see him as a, a really good support character. So as long as Hall Belloth is on the table and he's not falling back once per game in his controlling player turn, he can declare the use of this ability at the beginning of their assault phase. All models in the army with the Legion of Stardis word bearer special rule increase their weapon skill to five for the duration of the phase. Um, unless it would normally be equal to or higher. It's pretty good. If you're just taking blob squads of uh, either, you know, assault marines or your tactical marines whatnot and you really you know want to maximize extra close combat weapons and run it as a get the big assault and pop it off you might have some really good squads plus one weapon skill so weapon skill five if you did roll good on your dark channeling you're getting strength five you can make these squads actually pretty good it makes your uh pardon terminators yep right Yep. get weapon skill 5 then. Yep, your base, yeah, your plain Jane yep. base units will get weapon skill 5, which could be really good. Oh, hitting on 3s versus 4s is always like a game changer, so. Mm -hmm. um, sure. Yeah, and if he's your warlord, he can have the bloody-handed uh, warlord trait, which, yeah, it's generic. Not a too, too big of a deal. I do like him as a support character if you're going to run, like, blob squads or try to just get assault squads in there a lot of the you know uh, Galvorback and your Ashen Circle are already weapon skill 5 so it's not a huge issue but if you're running yeah those infantry units more I, I think that he's a benefit 165 he is a little expensive but still he's kind of got some cool stuff with him um, I think he, he might actually be cheaper than, than a, a Praetor built at the same level Oh, yeah, I think so. start adding, like, Iron Halo, Power Fist, like a Power Weapon. Yeah, Tainted Weapon. Mastercrafted, yeah. Mastercrafted, right? Like, yep. So I think if you're going to just build a standard Praetor, I think he's better. Yeah. I think that's where... So you choose him over just building, like, a stock standard A generic Praetor. one. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I definitely would... Uh, I definitely would agree with that one. And those two abilities are pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Can't get that anywhere else, right? So. No. It's yeah. It's you know, pretty good. I'm just trying to think, like you know, you get a you get into a fight with uh, that Imperial Fist character that gets that one Power Fist attack, right? Yeah. In the beginning, so yeah, he gets he... that one Power Fist. You fail it, and then you come back to life. You come back and kill him. Yeah, it's almost fitting, so... right? Like he gets the last <laughs> laugh. Yeah, the first time anyways yeah <laughs> yeah so um last you know but not least is uh lorgar a cool Maybe. just a really cool primark really cool uh he's 375 points 
He's one of the cheaper ones. Um, to start, yeah. To start, anyways, yeah. And he's pretty standard across the board. Um, downside with him is he's only got five wounds. Yeah. So he's a little bit weaker. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he's still pretty good. Um, his Sires of the Word Bearers rule. Like, this, he makes a really good uh, support Primarch. Um, basically, all models in the primary detachment with Legion Astartes Word Bearer special rule get to use his leadership, which is great. 10 across the board is nice. Uh, his Living Icon rule is really good. Basically, all your Legion Astartes units that can draw a line of sight to Lorgar gain plus one for their charge distance rolls and are immune to fear and add a bonus of plus one to their total score when determining who's won the assault. Just from being in line of sight, which is really mm -hmm. good. Like, that's that's awesome. Uh, plus one charge is like, how many times have you failed it by one? You know, so. Yeah, exactly. Getting that plus one is great. Um, Dark Fortune. Basically, he gets to uh, reroll any failed deny the witch roll for himself. In addition, once per game, you can uh, elect to force a single enemy model or units reroll all rolls of five or sixes to hit and wound um, in any given turn. That's a huge like defensive uh, boon. It's super good. We've seen it in some of our Primark fights. No spoilers on that though. Uh, but re-rolling fives and sixes is it's awesome. It's really good. Uh, you, you do have to use this power. You have to declare it before the attacking player rolls any of their dice. But that's fine, right? You just declare it and you, you got to use it when you really need it. It's basically mm -hmm. your get-out-of-jail-free card. So, um, erratic psychic power. Uh, honestly, I would never run him as just base. With his erratic psychic powers. Because he's really not good. Uh, if you want to run him like that. All the power to you obviously right. Like He's a level 2 psyker. But he only manifests his warp charges on 5+. plus. He can have divi uh, divination or telekinesis disciplines. It's okay but not great. Um, we're getting to the, the good part. So Lorgar transfigured. For an extra 75 points, so now he's 450 points, he becomes like the man. He becomes a level 3 Psyker who can select, rather than roll, three powers in any combination from Divination or te uh, Telekinesis. He manifests his powers on a 3-up instead of a 4. So maybe, you know, maybe Magnus taught him some shit. I don't know. <laughs> or just the power of the warp, right? So. Yeah. Which is like to stay, stick together and stay strong. So that's all I got to say. <laughs> um, but it, it's great. Being able to pick your powers is awesome. Uh, he can really be used to combo up like some great combos. We, we did touch base a little bit before. Like my some of my top picks, right? Prescience is huge, especially if you're going to combo up with Galvorback Squad, for instance, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Forewarning, where you can increase the unit's invulnerable save to 4+, which is super good. And then uh, Misfortune, um, having Rending, like th that doesn't so much combo up with the Galvorback, but when you can 
combo up and have all the attacks count as rending towards it, like, you want to throw those blob squads of tactical marines in. You want to throw as many bodies just to <laughs> pistol whip or whatever you can because it's, it's going to count mm -hmm. as rending, which that's awesome. That's just super, super good. Um, uh, so the armor of the word, which is what Lorgar wears. Still trying to figure out how I'm going to paint it. So let me know in the comments what you think looks better. But he's got a 2 plus, 4 plus. The invulnerable save increases to a 3 plus against any psychic empowered attacks, including witch fires or blows from force weapons. Still, 2 plus, 4 plus is pretty solid. Um, kind of the, the average standard for most of your mm. Primarchs, but still could be worse. Could be a 5. <laughs> you know who you are with that 5 plus invulnerable, so... <laughs> um, nice weapon and you hear about it lots in the books is the Illuminarum it's an awesome like pretty much small it is badass plus 2 strength yeah, AP2 huh? Ferris Manus made it that's why well that's it's why cool it's yeah, it is It is. It is very cool uh, you get to hear some awesome stories about him taking down flyers by throwing it into the air right <laughs> um but yeah plus two strength ap2 melee master crafted it has concussive and smash it's it's an all-around good weapon he's transfigured he is a beast he's a very good support primark he can go toe-to-toe -to -toe and actually hold out for a little while against some of the beefier primarks especially you know the combat orientated ones he can't, you know, clean house by himself, like, the whole game. But it gives you that one, hey, okay, I'm going to pop, you know, my uh, Dark Fortune. And at least lets you survive that one turn. So now you can counter assault with your Galvor back or whatever units you want to, right? Maybe that Tainted Dreadnought or something. But overall, yeah, he's a really good character. I do plan on running him um, when I can. I think it'll just add a lot of flavor to the list. So, just, yeah, there's a lot of opportunities to max out your flavor and to roll with the fluff. Um, always, you know, rule of cool is kind of the way to to really go, especially, you know, for word bearers with the tainted weapons and whatnot. Like, it's, is it the most effective? No, but you know what? When it works, it's going to work great. And I think that's, uh, I think that's kind of the appeal to them. So well, you 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 always gotta pray to the dark gods before you swing, right? Always, every yeah. time. Before you roll those <laughs> dice, you just like whisper to your dice, you're like, you just roll it, right? And if if you get that off, you're like, yeah, and you just be like, yeah, I I, I pledged your character's soul to the uh, to the warp. That's why he's dead, right? It's like no, it's, no, and yeah, he's done, man. He's getting finger popped by demons right now. It's just that's <laughs> just the way it is. So no. Yeah, I am looking forward to uh, rolling dice and getting that army done. I've I pretty much got everything I need model-wise except for my Vindicators. So as soon as that project does start, it'll it'll come together quite quickly. Very nice. Yeah. You're going you gonna to make yourself an Argotal? I am going to make an Argotal. Um, I'm upset he's not a character in the books, considering how cool he is, right? He's everywhere. Wow, well, it's so good, so good, right? Like, and let's be real, they made a car and a betrayer model. You can't make an Argotal. You got that whole Belloth guy. Look, yeah. he's cool, but 
<laughs> Dude's in like two bucks, right? Like, who cares? Argo Tall's all over the place. He's everywhere. So I, I really hope, if you're listening, Forge World, just relax for a second, listen to my words, make an Argo Tall. Everyone, everyone will thank you for it. You made a Saltar Vitz, okay? Argothal deserves to be there too. Um, if you agree, please let me know in the comments. Um, feel free to send Forge World an email asking for Argothal models. I will appreciate send you. Pictures if you have made one. Yeah, if you have made one, yeah, definitely post it on the page. I'd like to see. I do have a couple ideas for bits and whatnot. I was able to scoff a custody spear and sword. Uh, Props to Jared for hooking me up with those bits. Yeah, boy. Um, so I am gonna I am gonna make him as fluff accurate as I can. I'd like to be able to magnetize it so I can swap out the weapons as he's getting more uh, like bestial and whatnot, and like click you know magnetize claws and some of the crazy grotesques, uh, the gross he has and whatnot coming out. So maybe as I as he gets wounded, I'll pop arms off and do the Akira way, make him like Tetsuo, just starting to <laughs> swell with power as he's getting weak. I don't know, right? But something cool, just to make him look yeah. neat, because I really want to run him, and he'd make a great Diabolist or whatever, right? Like, he gets the Demon special rule anyways, so would be pretty sweet. Yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of flavor and a lot of uh, opportunities for customizations. And oh, yeah. Whatnot for models, right? Yeah, so, definitely. Even your vehicles, like, you have many pictures have you seen where you've got like land raiders with all the burning candles on it? Burning know? candles. Uh, that, right. Any of my vehicles, I won't lie, I'll be having the spikes from those Chaos Space Marine kits. Spikes everywhere. I might nice. even have some uh, ultramarine bodies strung up in the front. Uh, Just saying, wrapped with chain. Uh, well, I do um, have. I do. I yeah. do have some word bears on my bases, so. Yeah, see, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. I might even uh, make sure a few of the ultramarines strapped on said vehicles, or maybe a couple of those red helm guys. You know, <laughs> not even you're not even marked for censure anymore. You're just marked for getting crucified on the front of a rhino. <laughs> I think think Darren's like pulling his beard. Yeah, right he's now. probably just listening. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, all in all, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for Word Bearers. I think they're a great legion. They have a lot of cool stuff. Um, Erebus in the fluff continues to surprise me because he is such a greasy, slippery bastard. So read the books. Enjoy what he does. You know, um, yeah, he, he he really is the man who kicks it all off. So it's it's pretty cool. If, if you guys like what you're hearing, please, you know, like, share, and subscribe. You know, comment on the channel, comment on Instagram. We, we do try to reply as much as we can. Yep. Um, yeah, especially if, if we missed anything. Do you, maybe there's something you don't agree with or you think we overlooked for word bearers? Please let me know. If you uh, have Serrated Sun, Last Serrated Sun, right, and it works for you and it's actually working well, tell me about it. Let me know because... Uh, I don't know. I just I look at it on paper and I just I just don't buy it. So sell it to me. Send pictures of your armies, your units, yep. all that stuff. Check you know on Instagram, Facebook yep. page, all that good stuff. 
And, yeah, and uh, if, you, if you, sorry, Andy. It's okay. Go ahead. I was gonna say, if you found us on podcast and you lasted this long, find us on. We're on Facebook, and we're we're under Bad Tabletop Gaming. Yeah. We're also on YouTube. We do channel. Uh, or sorry, we do uh, battle reports battle. for 30k and 40k. Yep. Uh, you know, we also do have merch. Uh, you know, we have. Uh, we'll put it in the link below. You know, we have t-shirts and sweaters and cups and stuff like that. If you guys want to feel fancy and have bad on it. So. Definitely. You know, if anyone has anything else they want to add. They... Um, um, yeah, actually, just thanks, guys. Like, Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for checking on our, our pages, Instagram, all that stuff. Can't say it enough. Um, I mean, we really, really love and enjoy seeing what you guys are posting mm-hmm. and putting up there so you know again from from gamers gamers and hobbyists thank you to you guys as well yeah um so yeah that's that's kind of what i got nice yeah the only thing i got left is uh you know i'm bringing the word prepare yourself that's right octed oh. <laughs> i'm ready <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> okay, guys. You guys. Cheers, guys. Thanks for joining us. See you.